Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you for tuning in to another week of Who Gives a Dram. We're on episode 37 now. Can't believe we've done 37, 37 episodes, but here we are. So before we get into the podcast and get into this whiskey, I am dying to review. Uh, let's take care of a little bit of business. Um, if you're not already following the podcast on Instagram, follow us at Who Gives a Dram. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, you guys, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, um, Pandora, I don't know. Wherever you're listening, just make sure you throw the podcast a subscription. Uh, leave us a rating and a review if possible. Uh, it really does help out the episode uh, and, and it also helps out the podcast in general. And you guys, if you're watching the YouTube podcast, make sure you give us a, a subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button, leave a comment. Um, that also helps out the podcast as well. Um, if you guys want to check out the whiskey glasses I use every single week on the podcast, go to Snoot Glass. They're my favorite whiskey glasses. And if you enter the promo code WG8020 at uh, checkout, you get 20% off your entire order. That is www.snootglass.com, promo code WG8020 for 20% off your entire order. And this podcast is presented to you in part by The Great Vine Media. Go check out what we're doing over there, www.thegreatvinemedia.com. All right, you guys, so episode 37, couldn't really find an athlete to do 37 for. Uh, I went on the Bleacher Report, and they said, uh, what is it, the best player to wear every jersey number, and number 37 is, uh, what do we got here? Dave Steeb, retired pitcher Dave Steeb, played all but two seasons of his career for the Toronto Blue Jays. Seven-time All-Star, pitch a no-hitter on September 2nd, 1990, is the second winningest pitcher of the 1980s behind Jack Morris. Um, so yeah, I guess it's his I guess it's his episode today. Uh, shout out Dave Steeb. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. So not a not an exciting athlete this week, but you know what? It is what it is. Uh, even though we lack an exciting athlete, we do have an exciting whiskey. So Continuing on with the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof that I've been doing, um, we're doing my last batch today that I own, that I have. We're doing the most recent batch of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. We're doing B521. So we have done, as of as of now, in terms of the Barrel Proof series, we've done a, we've, let's do it in order. We've done B520. I'm sorry, we've done C919, which was last week's episode. I'll link that down in below, in, below in the bio if you guys want to check out that that episode. Uh, B520, C920, A121. Now we're on to B521. This is obviously the most recent uh, drop in the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof series, and I'm excited to do it. It is also the lowest proofed Elijah Craig Barrel Proof um, that they've done since they've started the Barrel Proof series. And it's clocking in at 118.2 proof or 59.1% alcohol by volume. So it's a it's a lower proofed whiskey. I'm not totally upset about that. As you can see, um, I have cracked it open and I have not had it for a little bit. I took a little sippy poo before the podcast. I'm not going to lie, but I just needed to get my mouth watered. So, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't do it on the, on the mic. Here, here's the, here's the cork pop solid one so i'll pour a little bit in here we'll make sure we can taste it and that's what we're doing this week on the podcast Lodge craig barrel proof b521 hope everybody had a good week 
Uh, I'm recording this on Sunday, July 25th, so it's it's going to be Wednesday when this releases. Hope everyone's getting through the hump day, um, and I hope uh, everyone had had a uh, had a good weekend. So you know, it was it was nice here this weekend, which was which was nice, a nice change of pace. I've had a few nice Saturdays when it felt like it was raining every single weekend for the past two months. It's a nice change of pace. Um, was also able to secure a few new bottles of whiskey, which we will do on the podcast. Was also able to secure uh, a few new guests on the podcast, which will be dropping in the future. Was also able to secure uh, a new sample of one of my unicorns, which I will save to do on the podcast. So a lot of things coming for the podcast, um, and I'm excited to do it all because that's what I like to do. Um I'm sure you guys saw my new uh my new little transition logo at the uh at the beginning of the podcast. Um I was up till like twelve or one in the morning making a bunch of those and I'm not the most tech savvy guy in the world, so this stuff takes me a while to do and it's it's hard. <laughs> I I, sh- I should be easy. I have apps that I do it that that helps me do it, but you know, it is what it is. Uh I feel old now in the computer space. Like I remember when like the the Voyager, the Verizon Voyager came out and I felt like I was hip in the now cuz I knew how to use it like just right off the bat. And now with everything that's coming out, all the different applications and technologies and all this stuff I don't even know how to use half of it, and it makes me feel old. So, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof B521, lowest proofed in the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof series. Um, we've kind of gone over everything there is to uh, to do when it comes to uh, Barrel Proof, Elijah Craig. I mean, we've done four other bottles. It's the same stuff. It's aged for 12 years. It's uncut, unfiltered. Um and it's a barrel proof. I mean, it's it's straight from the barrel essentially. Um, again, it's the most recent. Uh, it's the most recent release from Elijah Craig's Barrel Proof series, and I've seen online that it's gotten some some hairy reviews. Some some people that love it, some people that like it, some people that's meh, some people that hate it. So I'm excited to see what notes we get here on the show because uh, it's it's I mean it's no secret everybody's palate's different so I'm curious if I am picking up the the notes that some of my friends are picking up some of the people I watch on YouTube are picking up some of the podcasters that I talk to are picking up we'll see how it goes um, also you guys I am wearing my whiskey Sith hat this this week I wore it a few weeks ago on the podcast but I had it backwards the entire time. And I just turned it, I turned it frontwards like right at the end because I forgot I was wearing it. But uh, yeah, this is Whiskey Sith's merch, his hat. I don't know, even know if he sells them or not, but he uh, sent me one. Obviously, you guys go check out uh, Daryl was on the podcast. Go check go check out that episode. Uh, I will also link that down below in the bio. Um, had a very funny conversation with Daryl. He's a great guy. So i'm I'm curious to know what this is gonna what this is gonna do live on the podcast when the lights are shining bright how we're gonna how we're gonna pick up the notes here for this one hundred eighteen proof barrel proof now this is in the same category as a few of my favorite pours uh it's right around wild turkey rare breed, which is another uh barrel proof 
that clock's in 116 proof. And it's also uh, right around the proof of Old Forester 1920, which is probably my favorite pour right now. Um, I think that clock's in at 100. No, I know it clocks in at 115 proof. So this is a little bit above. Um, however, it's a 12-year-old whiskey. It's, um, you know, it's coming from that Elijah Craig barrel proof line, that Heaven Hill uh, uh, Rick House. So that has a reputation to uphold. Uh, last week, the C919 with the water added, I think I gave it a 9.5. So that's some pretty big shoes to fill, if you ask me. Right off the bat on the smell, you guys. It's definitely not as pungent as the past barrel proofs, and that's just with, with the proof. You're not getting a huge slap in the face with the alcohol smell on it. It's actually quite pleasant, not much going on. That oak is definitely present with the fact that it's 12 years. It's almost like a uh, kind of, it's almost got like a sour, a sour smell. But if you go past that, a little bit of uh, like vanilla chocolate. I get a little bit of both on there. It's, it's a bit sweet. Maybe a little bit of burnt sugar on there. Maybe a little bit of cherry as well. Um, not much going on. Not, not a whole lot going on. It's definitely not punching you in the face like the, uh, like the C919 was last week or the B520 or the C920. A121 was also a lower proof. Um, I don't remember pu that getting getting punched in the face with that um, pour as much. I could be wrong. Yeah, but the more I let this kind of swirl around, give it a little swirly poo here in the snoot glass, it's uh, it's opening up a little bit more with a, a, a cherry note, kind of like a chocolate-covered cherry because it's got that deep sweetness to it. But then I also get uh, a pretty strong vanilla as well. Those are the main players in the, in, the, in the nose. The oak's starting to go away uh, after, after it's, you know, giving it a little bit of swirly poos here. Um, it's nice. It's not, as, it's not as pungent. That's the best way to put it. It's not as pungent as uh, the past Elijah Craig Barrel Proofs that I've tasted. Um... That oak is definitely there. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's very complex. You are getting the oak, like a like a sour oak almost. I'm getting some chocolate covered cherries, maybe even strawberries. It is a it is a lighter. It is a lighter a lighter nose. Although that oak is dominant, it is a lighter nose. It's it's it it's not. It's very inviting. I suppose is, is the word I'm looking for. And I like it. I like it a lot. I, my preferred proof point from, you know, based on the whiskeys that I like the most is right around like 110 to 120. That's usually where I find myself. I love bottled and bond whiskeys. Those set at a hundred. Sometimes, you know, they taste a little light to me. Uh, mellow corn is a perfect example. That's a bottled and bond corn whiskey. It just it's light. There's, I love it, but it's light. Um, like I said, my two of my favorite pours right now, the Rare Breed and the Old Forester 1920, are sitting right in that wheelhouse of 110 to 120. So, although I love higher proofed pours and I love that bottled and bond um, uh, proof point 
And I also love, you know, 95ers, Buffalo Trace, Blanton's, uh, Eagle Rare, things like that. I enjoy those as well. But um, something about that 110 to 120 uh, proof point to me, it's it's the perfect amount of of texture, flavor, and heat, and 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 proof heat, not necessarily rye heat or spice. It's it's the perfect amount of, you know, it's it's not oily, but it's not overly dry. Um, there's there's a perfect amount of flavors in there, and the heat isn't overbearing. After a long day, sometimes you need that heat to be overbearing. You need to have that extra proof in there, um, which is where those 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 past Elijah Craig Barrel proofs come into play. But this is nice. This is very pleasant. It's inviting. It's got that nice oak to it, a little bit of a sour oakish type of smell. Um, but I also get a bit of vanilla, a bit of like chocolate-covered cherries or even strawberries maybe, like a juicy, a more juicy, you know, a lighter fruit. Yeah, that's what that's that's mainly what I'm getting. The nose is nice. The nose is nice. Let's take a little bit of pour, or uh, let's take a little a little sip now, you guys. So if you're drinking whiskey with me, cheers, Schlante. See what we think of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof B520, B521. Yeah, first sip, always right down the hatch. That's staying longer than I expected on the finish. Off the bat, you get that oak. Um, it's a bit spicier on the palate. Um, it's a bit hotter than than other whiskeys at this at this proof point. Hmm, it's interesting. It's not really staying. The flavor isn't staying as long. But the finish is long, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not—I don't have any flavors right now for the most part, but I can feel it, you know, in my throat. So I, I think that could be in in part due to the uh, the number of years this is in the barrel—twelve years. You know, that just could just—that could just be a barrel spice, just kind of lingering. It's, it's not particularly oily. It's—it's it's, honestly the texture is just how I like it. It's kind of right in the middle. It's not dry. It's not giving you cotton mouth, but at the same time, it's not coating your mouth with a bunch of different things. Um, interesting. Let's see what we get in the second sip. Okay. There's definitely a barrel spice to it. It actually... I wonder what the mash bill is to this because that might be a rye spice. That might be a little bit like a baking spiciness rather than that oak, that oak, uh, that oak barrel kind of dry s- spice. Getting a little bit of a rye spice to it, but it's still sweet. It's still pretty sweet. Burnt sugar is what's it's the first thing that comes to my to my mind. Uh, Not a whole lot else. Not really anything overpowering. Maybe maybe a hint of nuttiness. But nothing nothing overpowering. Nothing like that's gonna nothing worth remembering. Now I don't want to say that 
that as a diss to this whiskey because this this whiskey I do really like this um and that will be that will be uh translated into the score that I end up giving this whiskey but this is interesting because of the fact that it's so low proof yet I'm not getting as many flavors as I usually do with other whiskeys that are in this proof point. Right off the bat, I'll tell you 1920 is a better pour than this. I'm not sure about Rare Breed. Who knows? Who knows, Connor? Maybe you need to start doing doing a series where you can put whiskeys head-to-head and put that on your YouTube channel as well. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe that's coming down the line. Who knows? But for right now, we're just doing B521. Yeah, there's definitely, it's like a spicy sugar. Yep. That's all I need. My final verdict for this B521 is it's nothing overly special. It's definitely not the best barrel-proof batch that uh, they've come out with. However, for what it is, for the the uh, for the proof point, it's flavorful. It's got the the typical barrel-proof flavors that I get. I always get an underlying sugar. Uh, the oak is obviously there due to the due to the twelve-year age uh, age statement. The nose has a nice kind of fruitiness. It's not translated to the palate, however. Uh, the palate has a has a has a medium finish. Not a whole lot of flavors going on in the finish, but uh, down the hatch, it's got that nice burnt sugar, um, oaky feel to it. That sour oak that I get on the nose doesn't really translate to the taste as well. Uh, the taste is definitely more bland than the nose. However, uh, I quite I quite enjoy it. Uh, sometimes you don't need your whiskeys to have 17 different flavors to it. Sometimes having that nice sugary, oaky bourbon note, just a little bit hotter, you know, uh, in this case, a little bit more of like a baking rye spice. Sometimes it's all you need. Sometimes it's all you need. So, uh, based on availability, I can get this fairly easy here in Connecticut or Rhode Island. I know some places you can't, but I'm just going to base it by me. Uh, here in the in New England, this is pretty pretty standardly available. Um, $65 price point. I think I paid $70 for it, for this one. Uh, so $65. I probably wouldn't pay much more above $65. Maybe go up to $75 if I really wanted it. Uh, you'll see this for anywhere from $65 or even $55 to $100. So... Um, if you really can't find it and you come across it for 80, 80 bucks or so, if you're willing to pay that much and you have that cash available, I would say probably pick it up. It's a very different, it's a very different, um, uh, submission into the Elijah Craig barrel proof, um, uh, lineup. And I, and I do enjoy it. I really do. Uh, overall score for this in terms of what I like, what I what I'm standard with, I'm gonna say 8.9 for the B521. Um, it's not quite a nine. However, I would buy this again, especially for $65, and I honestly I probably will. Um, however, 
right off the bat, I don't know what I don't remember what all the scores I gave my my barrel proofs were. I'm pretty sure this is the lowest one. That's not anything. Again, I don't want to scare you guys away from from buying this buying this whiskey. Um, it's very good. It's very good, and uh, I'm happy. I, I'm happy I bought it, and I'm looking forward to C921 whenever that comes out in September. Uh, you know, your boy will get it. We'll sit down here on the podcast and we'll review it. So thank you guys for tuning in to the episode this week. That's going to do it here for me. Going to cut it short a little bit this week. Going to, you know, see how this, how this, uh, episode length kind of translates. Um, if you're not following the podcast, like I said, make sure you're following on Instagram at who gives a dram. Make sure you're subscribed on any podcast flap, pat, pot, plop, plop, plop. <laughs> any podcast platform that you're listening on including youtube make sure you're subscribed on there you guys um if you want to get in contact with me shoot me a dm on instagram uh, you can email me who gives a dram at gmail.com uh tiktok facebook who gives a dram and uh again shout out to whiskey sith thank you for the hat a shout out to nick bossy uh, he's gonna play me out what happened to country streaming everywhere and i'll catch you guys next week thanks again my hands are tired Paying my bills, staring at a bottle, I'm aiming to kill. The weeks passing by and the seasons to change, and I'm playing my song, trying to make me a name. People say as they walk out the bar The kids gone places, maybe even a star They don't play country down in Nashville today Just the same chord progression With nothing to say What happened to country? Three chords and the truth And who's gonna step up Fill their big shoes Writing songs about outlaws Singing all night And songs that'll make A grown man cry Auto-tune now down on Music Row True country died there a long time ago No, they don't play Waylon on the Boulevard But they'll do anything to be rock stars What happened to country? Three chords and the truth And who's gonna step up? Fill their big shoes, writing songs about our loss, singing all night and songs that'll make a grown man cry.
believe there is hope for us yet Cause there's millions of people who cannot forget The way Johnny Cash brought a tear to their eyes Or how Marty Robbins painted Texas skies What happened to country? Records and the truth And who's gonna step up And fill their big shoes Writing songs about outlaws and Singing all night And songs that'll make A grown man cry A grown man cry A grown man cry I won't let country die